Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Inspiring you to bring God back into the conversation of the day. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Good morning. Good morning. It's the 10th of January, 2023. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Mornings with Carmen on the Faith Radio Network under the strict supervision of Paul Perot. Good strict morning, sir. supervision? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. They have to keep me under supervision. <laughs> <laughs> so good morning to you, wherever you are, whatever you're up to. As you look out the window this morning, I wonder what you see. Um, let me know. You can text me really anytime during the show, anything that's on your heart and mind, prayer concerns, um, things that you'd like to hear us cover, things you're concerned about. Um Notes of appreciation. Yeah, you know, it's all welcome. Sarcastic commentary. I'll take it all. 877-933-2484. Today's Growing Your Faith verse of the day comes from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 25. These are um, some of my most go-to verses in all of the Bible. I actually um, use these verses fairly continuously in my prayer life um, because if I don't know how to pray for someone I pray these two verses. So this is the um, the blessing of Aaron. It's the Levitical prayer invoking God's blessing for others. And so uh, here it is, Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 25. Today's Growing Your Faith verse of the day. I want you to receive this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Now, the way I memorized it is the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Um, One of the chief roles of the Levites, uh, which is this instruction in the book of Numbers, is to to the Levites, who we know is the Levitical priesthood. Um, One of their chief roles is invoking God's blessing. And God has ordained these particular words for the priestly blessing. And I want you just to consider just this in entire un, almost unbelievable cosmic grace god blesses god blesses i mean if the the role of the priest is to is to declare god's blessing the lord bless you and keep you if to declare blessing is a part of their role then guess what god blesses i think it's important to remember it's 100% up to god who he blesses and what he blesses but the good news is god blesses The first blessing of God comes in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, when after creating humanity, human beings in his image, um, in his likeness, male and female, it then says, God, what? God blessed them. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and the animals that scurry along the ground. God blesses, and God blesses us. And then we bless God. When's the last time you blessed God? Bless God. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us 
with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Bless God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, says the psalmist in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. So many uh, declarations of blessing in the scriptures. And so today, receive the Lord's blessing upon your life. The blessing in Numbers 6, 24 and 25 declares that the Lord will keep you. He will be gracious unto you. He will give you peace. Receive those blessings this day and know that in Christ Jesus, you are blessed. Mark Caleb Smith is going to join us next. We're going to talk about um, the truth And we're also going to talk about the normalization of lying. What is happening to us as a people as we accept fabrications and self-declarations that are completely disconnected from reality? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Dr. Mark Caleb Smith is joining us now from Cedarville University, and I am assuming that his uh, biography is not utterly fabricated. Good morning, sir. <laughs> uh, the part of my biography that's exactly right is that I graduated from the University of Georgia. <gasps> oh, it's a good day to be a bulldog. You know, it is and it isn't because the bulldogs were like bullies. Like the national championship <laughs> game last night was not a game. Like people are like, oh, I missed the game. I'm like, oh, sadly, no, you didn't actually miss a game. For those of you uh, not following college football, the University of Georgia bullied the TCU uh, Horn Frogs last night in the NCAA National Football Championship. Championship. The score was, go ahead, Mark. You can tell them what was the score. Was it sixty-five to seven? Yes, was that the final sixty-five score? to uh, seven. Yeah. It's just—it was I, not much of a game, no. and I understand why America would not like that. But uh, I'll just say the Smith household enjoyed it very much. Yeah, the, America likes the underdog. America likes right. the right. likes the David and the David and Goliath story. So we were all rooting for the Texas Christian University Horn Frogs against the University of Georgia Bulldogs, and um, no, mm-mm. the frogs uh, got beat by the dogs for sure. No question about it. Right That's on. right. We'll take it. So good to be a bulldog. Not even, um, not even on our agenda this morning to talk about. So okay. let's um, let's jump into uh, yeah. this storyline related to a guy whose name I think is George Santos, but who knows? <laughs> um, he actually is an elected, now sitting member of the U.S. Congress. He has an utterly fabricated biography, and yet he was elected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was elected in large measure because there are so few places in the country where there's real local journalism being done anymore. Right. Um, and right. so people just didn't know. I mean, the local paper knew, but nobody beyond the local paper knew that this guy is um, a total fraud. Yeah, I mean, it's total fraud is really the only way to put it. Um, I mean, there are questions about where did he go to high school? 
Uh, where did he go to college? Who did he work for before he got into politics? You know, he claimed to work for Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. Uh, there's uh, disparity over when his mother died. Uh, is he Jewish? You know, he one point claimed to be Jewish. Now he says that he's Jewish as a, instead mm. of Jewish. Um, and then we have all these issues coming into it about where, how did he finance his campaign? Uh, two years ago, he's making $50,000 a year. Uh, last year, he loaned his campaign $700,000. And it's not clear where that money came from, frankly. And so uh, George Santos, as you said, we really do not know who he is. And as you also said, unfortunately, he is now a sitting member of the United States Congress. And it is remarkable. And uh, to add to all of that, um, apparently uh, the nation of Brazil, uh, law enforcement in Brazil, is interested in George Santos, quote, now that we know where he is. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, it's really not a laughing matter. I think that what I wanted to highlight is we've reached the stage in our culture where the normalization of lying is now like, meh. People lie about everything. Like, like he, this guy may just continue being a sitting member of Congress because, meh. I mean, that's not okay with me. I mean, I help me as a Christian operate in a world where people can literally fabricate an identity and everyone else will just, meh. Yeah, I, a few reasons for this, I think. Um, like many other things, we've individualized truth. And so you even hear people often talk about my truth when they discuss truth. And so we've allowed people to define truth for themselves as opposed to having external standards for truth, you know, absolute standards or principles of truth that we can evaluate reality based on. So if truth is individualistic, then this shouldn't surprise us at all. Uh, When you think of it in very practical terms, uh, I think both sides have really sympathetic media environments that don't have a strong interest in ferreting out the truth against their own side. And so if you're looking at kind of a right-leaning media subculture, uh, they're going to be very interested in criticizing the left when it comes to truth, uh, but not interested in criticizing themselves. And the same is true on the left side also. Um, Social media is part of the problem. You know, the the algorithms uh, spit out information to people, whether it's good, accurate information or false information, it becomes viral regardless of how true or it may or may not be. Um, so all these things, I think, are accelerants in our culture right now uh, for why we really disregard truth. And and as you were getting at, I think, for Christians, this just isn't an option. It's not it's not a path forward for us if we hope to be authentic and uh, what our calling is according to Scripture. Um, there's a lead in a Washington Post opinion piece today. Representative George Santos appears to be a fraud. Lied about everything from his Jewish identity to his employment history, but that doesn't mean the first-term Republican from New York deserves to be kicked out of Congress. Also, articles today in CNBC um, related to donors who supported the campaign who are now describing themselves as having been duped, and PBS covering the angle about small local papers. Um, So the small local uh, weekly newspaper did cover, uh, uncovered, and reported on George Santos um, in advance of his election, but it was too little too late to get any uh, traction among an electorate that generally just votes for the R or for the D with little knowledge um, of, of the person um, and, the, and the truth. So it's, uh, it, it is, it's very troubling in terms of um, where we are as a nation um, 
and, and, and just recognizing this is now a person who's a sitting member of Congress. Hey, Mark, Caleb Smith and I are going to return here in just a moment. We're going to talk about Faith on the Hill 2023. Pew Research tracks every year um, the members of Congress and both the House and the Senate and their uh, faith expressions. And so we're going to dig around in that for just a moment when we come back. If you were to have to describe yourself, how would you describe yourself in a survey, um, you know, asking for your faith expression? Um, do you have one? If so, what is it? That's up next on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. Till then, my darling, please wait for me till then. Well, good morning to each and every one of you listening. Good morning to uh, listener in Canada checking in on the text line this morning. We appreciate you as well. Thank you um, so very much. We got a listener in the 404 area code this morning um, checking in as well. Um, that is, uh, I think, a shout out um, to you, Mark, because this person's greeting is Go Dogs. You know, spelled the right way with the W in there. That's right. Um, right. Yeah. And then um, Lydia uh, asking uh, this morning the truth, question mark. Um, You know, how would that be? uh, How how would that like stand up the same for all? Like, right. It's it's a challenge. Um, The the truth is a challenge today. So when we talk about um, the truth and everything related to people's perception of the truth and how we discern things together and make decisions together, the faith of people who serve us in uh, in both the House and the Senate is of interest. And so there is every year this um, uh, effort by Pew Research to share with us the religious composition of Congress. And so the report this year is called Faith on the Hill. The link will be in today's show notes. Um, Mark, maybe your observations about Faith on the Hill this year. Uh, In some ways, it's really not all that surprising. Uh, Overwhelming majority of members of Congress uh, classify themselves as Christian. Uh, You know, lots of subgroupings underneath that, but still largely Christian Eighty-eight uh, percent of them, in fact, uh, have some sort of Christian identity. Fifty-seven uh, percent are Protestant, um, which, again, not a surprise at all. It is interesting, though. I think that the, even those percentages are much higher in Congress than they are in our general population. So, you know, eighty-eight percent of members of Congress are Christians, but only sixty-three percent of the general public is, for example. Um, Also, I think some interesting, probably the most uh, remarkable difference, I think, between Congress uh, and the general population, depending on the survey you look at, sometimes 15 to 25 percent of Americans are not religiously affiliated at all. And for members of Congress, only one of the 535 members of Congress claim no affiliation whatsoever. And that's a Kirsten Sinema from Arizona. And so there's a disconnect there. Um, I think, you know, based on what we were just talking about before, when it comes to truth and morality and our leadership, I think this poses some interesting questions. Uh, What does it mean for members of Congress to be this religious? 
Does it affect the way that they do their jobs? Does it affect how they approach policy? Um, does it sort of provide a leaven for our national politics, the fact that so many members of our elected body uh, are religious themselves? Uh, but yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting result. Um, I think, honestly, when you look at this, it feels like religion is just kind of part of the expected profile for a leader. Uh, you know, sort of like being married is an expected profile for most of our leaders. Um, you know, having that uh, 2.1 children, having a dog in the campaign commercial, it feels like for many of them, religion sort of fits into that same kind of category. So um, linking the two conversations that we've just had, uh, if we were to look at the fact that uh, 33 members of of Congress um, identify as Jewish, one mm-hmm. of those <clears throat> is um, is George Santos. <laughs> so I, I so part of my question, I think, this morning, and part of my desire to link these two is just because somebody says they're a Presbyterian. First of all, right. uh, you know, if you're if you have any any understanding of Presbyterianism in the country right now, your very first question is what kind. Um, right. And now that would be true among Methodists. It's certainly true among, among Lutherans. Um, listed here as Anglican and Episcopal uh, already represents the fissure yep. there um, in terms of uh, the, the the way those um, denominations have differentiated themselves over time. So I do think it's an interesting conversation, and I think it's a conversation that can um, – provoke us in our conversations with one another at a lay level, right? I mean, lay here, not not necessarily like clergy lay, but like lay versus like people serving in these roles in, um, in elected leadership and in government. Like, does it matter to me that my member of Congress has faith or no faith? Um, and I do find it interesting that although Kristen Sinema is the only one who says, look, I don't identify as anything. I'm religiously unaffiliated. I am non-religious. There is a um, a representative from California who who describes himself as a humanist, giving right. humanism right. an, an right. actual um, status here on list of religions practiced. And I just think that's a curious um, thing as well, because I'm not sure people think of humanism as a religion, but it is recognized on this list of religions in terms of what's practiced by people in Congress. It's an interesting um, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting list, and I thought um, worthy of teeing up today. Um, all right, we um, we got a couple of minutes left here to talk about um, a piece that we have both read by David French. And the piece is why I'm getting more libertarian every day. You can describe um, you know, his own argument, but I think what would also be helpful, Mark, is what does it mean to be libertarian, and what would it mean to become more libertarian you know, every day or over time. So the libertarian political philosophy uh, basically argues for a maximization of individual liberty or individual freedom. And so as a result, uh, they want as small government as we can practically have. So government isn't involved in many social decisions and government isn't involved in very many economic decisions in the libertarian uh, mindset. So we want to shrink government. We want to limit government as much as possible. And I think if we describe libertarianism like that, most of our founding fathers were pretty libertarian, frankly. Um, they wanted a small, unobtrusive national government that had relatively few things to do, and they were perfectly comfortable with that. Uh, French is a libertarian more so, he says, uh, because he's not convinced that human beings can be trusted with a significant amount of political power. 
And I honestly tend to agree with that. Um, the smaller the government, the less likely political power is going to be abused. And if it is abused, what it can do is uh, much, much more limited compared to other circumstances. So uh, I think it's an interesting approach. But as he says in the piece, it doesn't seem all that uh, uh, neither political party seems very libertarian at the moment. Uh, both of them seem interested in more government, more spending, and more control. And that seems to be the direction that we're headed as a society. And we, I suppose, need more government when we have less self-control. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. So as a society, uh, can we function with less government? I think that's a valid question. Uh, and right now, I would say we're we're struggling either direction that we go. Yeah, so if you're uh, if you're listening to us right now and you're um, you're trying to make the connection here um, between this and you know how people of faith are approaching the conversations of the day, the question is just to examine ourselves and say how much personal responsibility am I demonstrating? How much self control do I have? And then when I when I look around the populace of which I am a part, um, the people um that that constitute we the people here in the United States of America are we the people demonstrating a level of personal responsibility and self-control that actually lends itself to self-governance the only way you can have less like government at an organized level is if you have more self-governance at the personal level at the familial level at the community level and so um this is a an exercise in self-examination here at the beginning of a new year where um, maybe each and every one of us could focus a little more time and attention on our own self-governance and our own, um, you know, living within our means and self-control in order that that could be then expressed um, again as a value shared among us as we the people. Yes, Mark? Yeah, I can't put it much better than that, Carmen. I think you're exactly right. Self-government isn't just about small government. It's about control of the self. and. Our society right now, we're not too interested in that concept. Yeah. Well, you and I are interested in that concept. Thank you for cultivating it among uh, the students um, with whom you have influence and in your own household, and I will seek to do the same um, in my spheres of influence as well. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We appreciate the conversation. Always a pleasure, Carmen. You all take care. That's Dr. Mark Caleb Smith. You can find him at Cedarville University. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Let's go upwards with Max Lucado. Well, uh, good morning again. Um, somebody on Twitter um, thinks I'm a fed. I don't even know what that means. So if um, uh, if you know what that means, uh, do you know what that uh, means, Paul? A fed? A fed. I think at Carmen LeBurge is a fed. And then, they, and then they have... said, change my mind, which clearly they think other people are interested in talking about me, which is not true. Yeah, so they're well, going to be disappointed. Know. They're going to be totally disappointed. But I don't know what that means. Okay. <sighs> Time to Google that while we... <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't identify as a Fed because I don't know what it is. So yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Uh, if I am one, I don't know it. Now, All who, right. Who, who accused you of being a Fed? I can't even read their Twitter handle because it's nasty. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So there you go. <clears throat> Some nasty person on Twitter is accusing me of being a Fed. <laughs> so there you go. Convince me otherwise. Maybe I'm to be asking that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right. So um, what in the world is going on in the world? There is a, uh, I mean, the number of crises happening globally is um, 
I have my eyes closed. I, I hardly know how to frame the challenges that children in particular are facing around the globe. Um, when we talk about um, human migration, when we talk about the millions, uh, uh, tens of millions of displaced people around the globe, when we talk about hunger, when we talk about homelessness, when we talk about mental health, when we talk about education, when we talk about the breakdown of families, um, when we talk about uh, food insecurity, when we talk about um, weather, uh, severe weather events that displace people and um uh, that that means not only do they lose their homes, but they lose their churches and their communities. Children are impacted in extraordinary ways. Um, children are resilient. I'm so thankful to God for that. I'm also really thankful for people in places around the globe um, who are mobilized to come alongside and care for children um, who whose families find themselves um, in a position where they can't adequately or fully care for um, for their own kids. And so One Child is an organization that engages in this kind of ministry around the world. Faith Radio partners with One Child. And we're going to um, um, talk with, help me out, Toy Dietz. Toy Dietz, Toy I Dietz. believe it is, yeah. <clears throat> um, Cosico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Toy Deeds is going to join us. Uh, he's the One Child Director of Mobilization uh, in the Philippines, and we're going to um, we're going to talk about the One Child story by talking about One Child's story. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Uh, we are uh, talking today with Toy Deeds Cosico uh, from One Child. He's the director of mobilization in the Philippines. Uh, Toy Deeds, I have um, Jim, who lives in Simsbury, Connecticut, and through Faith Radio sponsors Win Lay. She is a uh, a child, a sponsored child from the Philippines. And so Jim just texted in on our text line. I'm all ears for this segment. I want to hear what's happening with one child in the Philippines. So, um, so excited to be uh, sharing the story today. Toydeets, maybe um, share with us your your story. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Carmen, for the wonderful opportunity that you have given to me to share what is in my heart. Uh, good morning again, and good morning to your listeners. I I am Toy Dits, and I work for One Child uh, for uh, four years now as the director for mobilization, basically based in the Asia region and based here in Manila in the Philippines. I was born and raised in Manila, and I grew up in the slums of San Andres. And you know what? I was able to finish college because my mom work as a domestic helper abroad. That's a house servant uh, in the simple term. no. Mm-hmm. Uh, she first worked in Saudi Arabia for four years and then went to Spain in Barcelona, hoping that it will be a better pay there. And then lastly, she went to Canada. Uh, why am I sharing that? I'm sharing that because in the context of the Philippines, many families are doing that. Fathers, mothers are leaving their families so that their families will have a better life afterwards. But it comes with a social cost, no? And as I have said, I was able to finish education. Uh, 
because because of the sacrifice of my mom. And again, I'm sharing that because I do firmly believe that the best way to break the cycle of poverty is education. Education will give our kids a fair fighting chance in life. And so after, after graduating education, I became a school teacher and I taught for one year. And then I got involved in community development, working in the rural areas here in the Philippines. And then I got connected with a child sponsorship organization. And uh, so that's the story. Now I'm, 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 I'm passionate about, about helping children, especially in hard places, Carmen. Pradeets, um, first of all, like I want to like hug your mom, right? Because the sacrifices that she made um, in order for you to have what, you know, what she considered better opportunities and a better life, like she really made extraordinary sacrifices. And I think that when we think about um, people who are seeking to move across an international border in order to work, um, it's helpful to have the story of your mom, right? Because that's what she did. And she did it in order that you could then have opportunities that otherwise you would not have had. Um, and so thank you. And um, if your mom is still living, please thank her for us, um, for her sacrifice. Yeah, sad to say she graduated to be with Jesus already. Mm. Uh, but but I will introduce her to you someday. Yeah, Amen. I love that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That'll be a blessing. That'll be a blessing. And this is this story is my way of honoring my mom. Mm-hmm. Just just so people will know that there are mothers there out there who are thinking the best for their kids and living separated from them by yes yeah. yes. So your mom um, lived um, internationally apart from your family for how long? Uh, she left when I was when I was first year in college, so that I'll be able to finish college. Wow. She came. I was already about to get married. Wow. But, wow. but the good thing is I was able to, to see her in Canada. And I was able to honor her and tell her that, Mom, because of what you have done, I am now working in a, in a organization, a Christian organization, helping children because of what you have done. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I genuinely appreciate it. Um, when, you, uh, when you think of ch- about child sponsorship, it helps us to understand what the life of an individual child might be like today um, who, who might uh, find a sponsor through one child. So can you, you know, take us into the life of one particular child um, and help us understand what their life is like? Thank you for that, no? Uh, allow me to share with you the story of a child in Ipil. The, the village is called Ipil. It was raised down to the ground by a, by a big fire two years ago. And uh, one, of the, one of the kids that I'd, I'd love telling the story is Wilfredo. We call him Willy Boy. No? He's Wilfredo Pilapil. Uh, he lives in that noisy community. He's a very shy boy. He is 10 years old, and he is on third grade. Uh, his father works as a baker in a small bake shop in town, no? while his mother is a plain housewife. The name of the mother is Asusena, who just got recently healed from pulmonary tuberculosis, which is common. 
common in uh, rural densely populated areas no uh because of hard life by the way asusena and the husband decided to just go back to the province because city life is not for them it's very hard it's a slum community but when the mother saw the changes that is happening in the life of wilfredo because wilfredo is now attending hope center where our child champions are you know what the mother said we we will stay we will stay and we will be here hmm. now i i'm so happy to share that uh, because of the child champions that were able to help asusena with medicine so that she will get he, uh, get well from that to pulmonary tuberculosis she is now trying to help in some of the activities at the hope center uh wilfredo is still a shy boy but he is now actively attending saturday tutorial classes to improve his grades and regularly attend sunday school and together with his mom attends worship service every sunday in that particular church in epil and by the way because of the big fire that destroyed their house 2 years ago wilfredo now wants to be a fireman mm. so he will be able to help his community when something bad happens to it no what what a transformation you know what in the end carmen you see these stories and you will just say and exclaim it was you god it was never about us it was it was the work of god transforming the lives of these kids no? and and their families too because they are benefiting from the from the help of the child champions at the hope centers so i i i always say child sponsorship works you can make a difference in the life of a child even just one child and by changing the life of that one child i mean you change the world and so uh, we're talking with toy deets kosiko he is the one child director of mobilization in the philippines he's based uh in um in manila i believe am i right about that yes yes mm-hmm. i'm based in manila mm-hmm. so it's what time it's what time where you are right now it's uh, 8:36 here 8:44 sorry 8:44 in the evening <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this I can feel I can feel like I can ask you was January tenth a good day because it's just starting where we are. But if it was a good day where you are, then you know we we're hopeful. It's it's a great day anytime <laughs> anytime any opportunity to share what's happening the the movement of the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and the kingdom perspective, anytime, Carmen, I it will be a blessing. I love that. Hey, well, we're going to continue our conversation here in just a moment with Toy Dietz. Um, You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. We're going to continue talking here about one child. You can change the world by changing the life of one child. If you want to partner with us in that effort, you can find information right now at myfaithradio.com. We're going to talk about dreams and looking forward into the future. So I want you um, I want you to just think for a moment, you know, if you looked five years down the road, if you were thinking about a five-year-old child, there will be 10. If you're thinking about a 10-year-old child, they're going to be 15. Maybe you have a child in your life that's um, that's one of those ages, and you're able to look forward in their life. And we want to just have a conversation about you know what that forecast looks like for a child living today in the Philippines. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Listen to Faith Radio live or on demand, no matter where you go. Download the free Faith Radio app at your app store today.
Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Um, children born in every place and into every life circumstance. We're talking with Toy Deeds Costico today. He is the one child director of mobilization in the Philippines. Um, and Toy Deeds, um, when you look at the children um, who you know, who you encounter every single day, talk with us, you know, look five or 10 years out at um, the prospects for a child who has a one child sponsor and how those differ than the prospects for the same child who does not have a sponsor. Thank you, Carmen, for that uh, very good question. No? If I will, if I will summarize the difference in one word, I will say using our tagline, hope. Uh, the difference between a child that is sponsored versus a child without a sponsor is hope. Uh, and that's what we give. We're in the business of changing lives. And to do that, you need to offer hope. Actually, actually, the, the antonym of, of poverty is not riches. It is, it is hope. When people, especially the kids, have hope, then they're able to fight life. They are able to be resilient. They can, they can master their energy and say, something good can come out of my life. This is not the end for me. Poverty is not the end for me. This is not final. I can do things because I have hope. And and just to share with you a, a little story about Marky. Marky lives in a community in Panay, Sampaloc area, uh, where most of the adults are mostly daily age learners, Sad to say, many of them are drug peddlers. No, they're selling uh, drugs. No, snatchers. Uh, honestly, if you ask me, this place is a place where you don't want to walk alone during night time. Uh, there are daily fights, no, among gangs. But you know what happened, Carmen? Something transformational happened. Two warring factions, no, two gang leaders are now attending Bible studies and now are both guitarists at the worship service at that church, Revelation Church. Mm. No, Elmer, Elmer and Richard and Tupeng, Christopher, no, they are now leaders of our Bible study group there. And by the way, you'll be amazed. These people who were cursing, who were smoking, who were uh, selling drugs are now attending a Bible school. Hoping mm. to be pastor someday, no? And from kids who are full of cursing, without hope, angry, smelly, without care, to kids who are loving, praying, knowing how to hug. How, you know why? Because they have felt the love of Jesus through the child champions who are there loving them, accepting them, and teaching them the way of the master. So it can happen. And it can happen because one person from your side of the world saw the need and was willing to be used by the Lord to, to share the resources. You know what? You have been blessed to be a blessing. That's what I always say with my friends in the U.S. You have been blessed to be a blessing. Amen. And so bless someone today. Life Amen. is short. Amen. Life is short. And eternity you can is make long. A difference. Yeah. You can make a difference in the life of a child. I love that. I love that. Toy Deeds, um, 
We've talked a little bit about children in more urban settings. Um, I'm wondering if you could take us into a maybe a more rural setting. Um, some of us have children who we are sponsoring in um, in places that are more rural, and maybe you could describe um, some of those realities to us. Oh, thank you, thank you, Carmen. No, uh, one of the one of the areas that we are ministering uh, is called the Arakan Valley. It's a tribal community. And the tribe is called Tinananon tribe, meaning left behind. Mm. Can you imagine that? You name your tribe and the name of your tribe literally translated as left behind. No, they were left behind because they are tribal communities. And tribal communities in the Philippine context are always the last to get help from the national government because they are usually in far-flung areas. Nobody wants to get there. No, it is muddy. It is it is hard to get there. It it takes many hours to get to them. And here's the, the the secret of it all. They are left out because most of them are not registered. And thus they cannot vote. And because they are not voters, most of the local politicians don't spend their time and energy and money for them because they do not translate as votes. <laughs> why why give them why give them resources? No? You always they always think of the return of investment. No? And these people are the ones who get no medical services. Children are are having a hard time to study because the schools are many, many miles away. And most of them skip school to help their parents augment augment the family income. They are usually malnourished, lacking for protein and other nutritious food. And mostly eating root crops, cassava, and sweet potatoes. So that's that's the context. It's 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 in all four domains. They are having a hard time going to school. They are having a hard time physically because of the lack of nutritious foods. They are having physical problems because of lack of medical and dental attention. So it's a it's a triple whammy for them. But you know what? One child in the local church is already there in in the Tinananon tribe to bring hope in that hard place, and 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 you will see the smile of the kids there now. They are they are excited because finally, even though school is very far, they have Saturday tutorial classes where they are being taught science, English, and mathematics. I hope and pray that in the next five years they'll be able. To, to finish education, and someday we will see lawyers, doctors, policemen, nurses, teachers from the tribe, and the tribe will not be left behind anymore. Mm. No, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that, where children will proclaim the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. Mm. No longer left behind. Um, I hope that uh, maybe one day as they embrace a new identity, God would um, even see fit to give them a new name. It's um, Amen. Uh, it's such Amen. a gift. It's such a gift to talk with you today. Um, Toy Deets, um, can we pray for you as we conclude our conversation? Please, please. Father uh, Father in heaven, we come before you, brothers and sisters in Christ, um, lifting toydeets up in, in cupped hands uh, before you to your throne of grace and mercy. And along with him, every, every child, every person 
in the communities where he has occasion um, to bear witness to your goodness, your grace, your presence, um, your provision. File, uh, Father, build him up in the inner man. Strengthen him. Pour out your resources upon him in every way that's necessary for the accomplishing of your will. We come before you today so thankful for his mother, so thankful for those who have a long life's journey provided um, in substantive ways for Toydeets and how, Father, he now follows your call to serve the least of these, our brothers and sisters, in hard places. And so um, thank you for him. Empower and equip him. Thank you for his partnership and ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Bless you, my brother. Thank you. I can't wait to meet your mama. I can't wait to meet your mama one day. (laughs) Someday. 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 Blessings. Blessings. Thank you. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. to think about the children who you know. Um, And then I want you to think about every child in the world. And I just want you to just consider how much God loves each one. And that that's how God sees you. Consider for a moment that God sees you as a little child whom he loves. Could you receive that today? Could you open yourself to the love of God? He loves you. Don't resist it. I'm going to speak the blessing over us that we started with today from Numbers chapter 6, and I hope you'll receive this as well. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance, turn in your direction, and give you peace. Open yourself today to be a person who is blessed and kept, whom the Lord holds in his gaze and looks upon and favors and receive his peace. We've got another hour of Mornings with Carmen up next. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.